Um, how's it going? <laughs> what do you mean, how's it going? You you started the podcast with an um? Yes. All right, here we go. At least it wasn't uh, a knee slap. At least it wasn't a knee slap. Uh, okay. Hey, guys. Welcome to South Beta Podcast, one man's journey to untangle the knot that is the climbing world with his co-host, whom occasionally knows the answers to his climbing-related questions. Oh, I, in in my uh, preview of your uh, new opener, I I should have said that you've improperly used the word whom. That's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask about whom versus who. Yeah, in this case, it's not whom. It is. Why is it not whom? I feel like the next word begins with a vowel. Uh, <clears throat> that's not how whom works. Who and whom works. Well, educate me, doctor. Uh, who and whom is uh, I, this is. We've delved into an extremely boring tangent already. <laughs> you have you have a little bit of time, uh, but go who, quickly. Uh, whom is uh, indirect objects? Whom is indirect objects? Okay, so it would still be who because you're a direct object. Yeah, got it. Indirect objects like to whom? Got it. Okay, moving on. Climbing updates. Um, Evan, new role, right? What's up? What are you doing? These like that's not a climbing update at all. Well, it's an update. It's a person update, right? This is a quick update. All right, I work as the gym manager for the Planet Granite Belmont location, as opposed to the assistant manager at the Sunnyvale location. Now, could you have said that any more nerdy? I am a nerd, so I don't know how you thought I would have <laughs> done it. Okay. All right. So, so new new gym. I I just want to bring up for our audience the fact that the way you told me is I no longer work at Sunnyvale. Pause. Giant silence. I'm freaking out. Did Evan like rage quit and move somewhere? Um, but no. You you just got like promoted. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. I think that's I think that's in order. But um, <laughs> the the big question here is, does this affect your climbing schedule? Uh, yeah. For the, I would say it does affect my climbing schedule, but... Um, is it for the better or for the worse? Are you climbing more or less? Uh, I honestly haven't... I, like, I haven't climbed outside very much recently, uh, most because it's been like a lot of work to, to get ready for the new position, and I have been less you know, excited about like long road trips. Also, it rained, and the weather was bad a couple of times we went to go... Um, but uh, got out to the valley, I think, once already this month, and that was really nice. Yeah, it's the time of year, right? You were telling me. Yeah, I was. we just bouldered, and it was really cold bouldering. But I can imagine if you were like up on a wall in the sun, it would be really nice. Okay. All right. Um, did you know for a long time before you told everybody? I would say not more than like a week. Oh, okay. Because I found out very suddenly. Um, so did most people. I mean, it felt sudden for me. <laughs> so, so, okay, so here's the really big question that I've got in conjunction with, with this whole conversation. Uh-huh. Uh, last question about this. Do, does this mean I have a better or worse chance of getting a job at Planet Granite and therefore obtaining my lifelong dream of getting a Planet Granite Patagonia jacket? I think it's probably worse. <laughs> okay. I'll take it. Because now, now what we have is two gyms where the gym manager knows you well enough to to not let that happen. <laughs> I feel that may be true. <laughs> so uh, quick quick climbing updates on my side. 
Um, I did a bunch of climbing in CT in Connecticut while I was there, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. Outside? No. This okay. was in the gym. Fair um, enough. I was talking to you about. Uh, I've been training a lot of... I've actually been doing a fair bit of bouldering recently because, um, you know, just haven't been able to connect with my climbing partner. Um, and so that's been fun. I'm stuck on this terrible V2, terribly awesome V2, uh, from John Dennery on the corner at, uh, at Sunnyvale. I'm having a lot of fun with that. Okay. And I thought for applying for your old assistant manager position, um, but I decided that that's just taking more responsibility that I don't want. Fair enough. Also, I would say you probably make a lot more money at your current job. Yeah, that's true. But the the point is that, like, if I went and I did that, like, I'd be trying to escape the responsibility and do something more fun. My concern is that then I'd be walking into a different type of responsibility. If I leave my current job to go work at the gym, I want a lot less responsibility. Fair enough. That would not be something you could accomplish in the uh, position I was in before. Exactly. That's my concern. So, uh, I've had a bunch of friends listen to our podcast. Okay. And, uh, are those the only people that have listened to our podcast? Pretty much, yeah. Mo- mostly, I think people that I know have listened to our podcast. I'm not sure. Has anybody you know that I don't know listened to the podcast? I... Like, do you tell your, your friends and family back home about us? No. Damn it. Well, they're not climbers, so I don't see why they'd be interested. Maybe they're interested in hearing your voice from afar. Well, I could just call them. That is true, but you have this great, you know, hour-long segment that they could listen to. About stuff that they don't care about. I'm just, I, I see where you're going with it, but... I, just know. Okay. Like many things that we discuss, like the, you know, your, your, your starting point and your conclusion are vaguely related, but, but, not, but in between, there's no actual connection. So, so here's what I've come up with after talking to some friends. Fair uh, enough. The, the premise of what we're doing is interesting. A lot of the people that I'm getting involved don't know enough about climbing, so when we talk about things like Red Point or various other things, they appreciate the explanation. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm now going to be the like, defender of asking you for explanation about climbing-related terms. Um, and they, they enjoyed like, kind of the educational side of it, like this is teaching people. Fair. So that's, that's kind of where I'm going. And they also, I also got a, some feedback from your new assistant manager uh, that I need more organization. So, uh, so I'm going to try and reverse some things around and maybe make more sense for more people okay. from our podcast. So I mean, it's possible that you were organized before, but uh, it wasn't apparent when listening. Also a possibility. And this may be the same thing, but I'm going to try something different this time. And if it doesn't work, we'll keep iterating. You know, I'm an agile developer. I just look at things and keep fixing it. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, so let's move into a help section right away. We've done some rest stuff. But I'd like to talk about uh, finger injuries because I, while climbing recently, uh, injured my finger. And uh, I have some questions for you about finger injuries, and I would like to get your opinion on some of these issues. I, my opinion may not be worth that much. I've had very few finger injuries. Yeah, but I'm assuming you know more about it than I do. That's not hard, seeing as I know very little. All right, we can try, but that's not my kind of doctor. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, but, you know, you do at least get to be called Dr. Evan. Um, so I have a finger injury. Is there anything other than just rest that I can do for it that you know of? It depends on what kind of finger injury you have. Um, some finger injuries will get better if you tape and climb through the finger injury. The others just have to rest, 
most finger injuries are going to be um, tendons and ligaments rather than muscles. And those things just take a really long time to heal. And it's very hard to like avoid movements that stress your fingers while climbing because okay. climbing is pretty much all about the fingers. Well, there are there are stem routes, and I like stem routes a lot. Sure. I just said it was hard, not impossible. Okay. Um, is there anything that one can any way that somebody could know whether or not you have the injury that is of the type that you should climb through versus is of the type that you should rest? Um, well, I mean, I think you should be cautious with any finger injury that you feel. Um, if you had a, like, sharp pain traumatic injury, like you grabbed a hold and you felt something pop, that is probably almost guaranteed you need to rest for a while. Um, you know, if you are just like, oh, you know, I've been climbing a bunch lately and my finger just feels sore. Um, you know, maybe you just need to warm up better. Maybe you need to, uh, you know, buddy tape your fingers and you can kind of climb through it as long as you're careful about like maybe avoiding like super stressful fingery moves. Okay. You stick to, to bigger holds or slopers or pinches that don't, don't aggravate it. Um, but I think if you, you know, if you were like, yeah, I, I, I dynoed for this crimp, and then when I caught it, I felt a pop in my finger, and it ran all the way down my forearm. Like, that's the kind of thing where it's like, no, that's – you're going to have to take some time off. It's not going to heal right away. It's it's a can be a serious thing. Got it. When, when doing the taping thing, when taping a finger to – a buddy taping a finger to another finger, how do you decide which is the best finger? I have done a little bit of experimentation with this with my particular finger injury – um, in fact, I, so I injured my ring finger on my left hand mm-hmm. and, uh, I, I kind of thought that I should tape it. I've been taping it to the middle finger. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right choice. I kind of feel like maybe I should have been going the other way and taping it to the pinky because the pinky gets less use. I mean, your, your main goal is to provide some stability. So if you tape it to the pinky, he's like, look at it at, at this point, you're injured and trying to still climb. Like, yeah. I don't think you want to, for the you pretty much don't want to be like, oh, well, I want to tape so I can keep climbing as hard as possible. Like, no, you're injured. You need to be careful about it. So you need to, uh, you know, take care of your injury in a way that is best for the injury, not best for how hard you can climb or, you know, the ability that you have to grab holds. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, you know, I might tape to my ring finger to the middle finger just because it seems like there'd be more like more stability and more support from the bigger finger. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, the ring finger and pinky finger tend to move together a lot. So that makes maybe a little bit more sense in that respect. But I don't know either one, I don't think either one is like a bad choice. Okay. One might be slightly better than the other. And then I just normally do like one at the top of the finger and then one at the bottom and maybe like a path through. Is there another taping methodology that I should be doing? I probably have buddy taped my fingers together once in my 12 years of climbing. So I've done it more than you already? Yes. So I, I have Expert. I have no uh, valid opinions to yeah. offer on that. Yeah, I used to, I mean I used to tape for cheerleading, you know, when my fingers really hurt, but not uh, for climbing it feels different. 
So I'm not exactly sure the best way to go there. Uh, I think you just have to kind of play with it and and see what works best for you. Yeah. Uh, are there any particular types of non-climbing workouts? Sorry, that's a different question. Man. <laughs> uh, it's coming up next. Don't worry. Your, <laughs> your structure is falling apart already. Oh, man. Vita la. Qu'est-ce que c'est? Um, is there any recommended way to climb around it? Should I be switching to cardio? Uh, it's a climb around a finger injury. Yeah, sure. I be. mean, you know, if you've determined that you have the type of finger injury that's just not going to get better if you keep climbing, and that can be either the severity of the original injury that it was traumatic like that, or that you had this kind of low grade, uh, you know, overuse finger injury, and it's just not getting any better, and you just like I, apparently I just need to stop climbing, um, you know. That'll kind of tell you. Okay. Um, you know, if, if it's if it's not improving over time, then you need to stop. I would that would be my opinion. But again, like I'm not that kind of doctor, and uh, I've not had these finger injuries for the most part. Like but the most make, I've ever we'll had. We'll make a statement saying that you know you're not legally liable for providing medical advice here because ne- neither of us are doctors. We're just trying to help. Right. And and my and you know on top of that my experience with finger injuries is so personally is so low, I you know have mostly anecdotal experience with it. Got it. Um, you know I my personal has been like having pulleys that felt a little sore, and that's and you know it persisted. I never stopped climbing because of it, and then I was able to climb again. Okay. But you know I've seen many people like when they have those like traumatic like I felt a pop kind of things like they pretty much always seem to have to rest and they and take time off in order for it to heal otherwise they just can't really climb got it and it can be a long time too all right well that's it for for my finger injury section of questions if you have comments on the podcast please send emails to us or tweet at us we have a twitter now on our website which by the way is about to go through a major update but we can talk about that another time okay uh okay so this is another thing i want to talk to you about Diet during the week. So we've talked about your camping diet of tuna, avocado, and Triscuit. Sometimes you're known as the Triscuit Man. Um, my my camping diet is uh, designed for me to get, not do dishes. I know we've talked about this. Well, not do dishes, but on top of that, like what I'm doing is trying to make sure that I eat enough calories to support my activities, um, and so I basically want palatable calories i'm just confused about how you feel like you could not do better with a butterfinger well i i don't think i could eat that many calories of butterfinger before it felt gross to me okay butterfinger kind of sticks in your teeth doesn't it stick in your teeth i'm just saying there there are higher calorie dense foods i think than maybe those guys yeah and that's what i'm saying that's my phrase is palatable right okay palatable got it like it's got to be something that you want to eat it's right, also like something you, that can survive in the wilderness. Like, ice cream would not survive. That's true as well. But, like, if you exercise for, like, 10 hours in a row and you're at altitude and you're, like, you know, if you're super hungry, you can eat whatever. But, like, then you wake up in the morning and it's, like, 5 a.m. and you got to get going. You need something that you can eat whenever. Like, it's like, oh, I can always eat some of this. Okay. You know, like you, you know that you have to fuel your body. You're not actually hungry, but you know, you have to eat. 
and you need something that you can eat at that point. And so, so that's that's the kind of stuff that I bring. Okay, I'm not getting into your your camping diet today, even though that was a great you know aside. I do appreciate you, Trisket man. But uh, moving on, I want to talk about um, I about the fact that I aside from when I'm out camping, I have a pretty terrible diet. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of consider you a food guy. You're a, a food person. Um, in that, I like really tasty food. I don't know if it's a I'm a food person in that like I have the knowledge of like what one should be eating to be healthy. So you don't have any food diet recommendations for how people can be healthy and better prepared diet wise for climbing. Nope. Like during the week. Nothing. But this entire section is gonna be completely wasted. Possibly. I my recommendation is that you just don't eat too much. Don't eat too much. I think that's the common thing. I mean, especially for me. Um, you just, my personal take on dieting for climbing is essentially that I came from, you know, a, a like sort of 15 year span of my life, uh, 14, 15, where I was doing intense cardio as my main activity outside of, uh, outside of like school essentially. Got it. So like when I, when I wasn't like, you know, whenever I was getting out and doing something, it was going to be intense cardio, right? I was either cycling or playing ultimate frisbee, which, if you're playing competitively, is a very, very cardio intensive oh, yeah. sport. Um, or I was like literally a runner. So, like, all those things combined, like, over that very long stretch of time, sort of put me in this place where I was like, oh, I eat whatever I want and how much of whatever I want all the time. And yeah. it doesn't matter. It never really affected my body composition. Yeah. I was always really skinny with big thighs from running. Um, and I started climbing and my body type changed because the muscles involved were different. So I became much bigger in the upper body and much wider shoulders and bulkier in the arms and chest and stuff. Um, and then I also was just doing way less cardio than normal. Yeah. And so for me, I just kind of continued to eat the way I always had and I got older and did less cardio and that had a significant impact on, you know, my, my body weight. So, uh, you know, i Trying to introduce a little... Personally, I'm trying to introduce a little bit more cardio back into my life. Me, and, me as well. And also just not overeat. Like, you know, I'll sit down to a plate of food that's delicious. And if I... I could just keep eating. But at some point, I need to stop. Because yeah. I have consumed all the necessary calories to replace what I burned. And, and then you know, so- carry me through the next period of time. And, and uh, you know, that, that's the that's the biggest thing. I, you know, as far as nutrition stuff goes, like it, it just stuff just changes so fast. Like at some point I'm like, you know, there's a, there's a calories in calories out kind of thing that I should pay more attention to than like what food is necessarily like good for me according to like the latest reports. Like if you eat too many calories, you will not (laughs) benefit from it. Okay. I will try and eat less calories. Uh, so this was the question I was asking earlier. That was like a power uh. You were like, uh, uh. 
and then like yeah. a long pause just to make sure everyone really knows. Yeah, it. no, I mean, I'm trying to get through like the the important stuff here. I was trying to figure out a way to kind of get back, and I was trying to keep away the fact that when I was in college and I was cheerleading, you know, minimum three hours a day, working out minimum three hours a day, I could eat three cheesesteaks a day, four days a week, and not put on weight. Exactly. And now I eat like one cheesesteak a day, one cheesesteak a week, and that's enough for me to put on weight. Yeah. And that, that has changed, and I, I miss cheesesteaks. They were delicious. Well, you can eat them. You just need to do the cardio, too. To earn it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about earn it, but, like, you know, if you... Speaking of cheesesteaks, have you been to, now that you work near Belmont, Jersey Joe's? No. It is ridiculously close to where you work, mm-hmm. and they fly their bread in from Philly. It is a pretty good cheesesteak. I may have to check it out. The last place that I uh, had their bread flown in, it was 100% worth it. It was or it was not? The last place I've been to. No, it was totally worth it. Was it it Jake's in the city? No. Okay. It was the Great Greek in in, uh, Sherman Oaks. Jersey Joe's is very close to your gym. It's worth worth checking out. Okay. Hop over there for a lunch. Make it happen. Uh, Are there any particular types of... Non-climbing workouts you would recommend for climbers? So I know, like, for example, Honnold, I know, does a lot of endurance running. Don't know if you have, like, does it change based upon the type of climber you want to be? So, like, if I said I want to be a stronger, you know, boulderer, does that change the type of non-climbing workout I should do? I don't know. I mean, the you know, the probably the biggest thing that happens to climber, I mean, like, weight is just such a huge issue like you know if if you drop 10 pounds you know like just think about how much more power you can exert how much longer endurance you'll have on a route and things like that so like you know the endurance running is is probably focused on staying trim okay and uh and the and you know on top of that having the cardio i mean honald's does endurance running because that builds the cardio that he uses when doing endurance climbing. Okay. Right. And, uh, endurance running is a lot easier access than endurance climbing. Right. Um, so I'm presuming that that's one of the focuses on him. Like personally I'm running because it's, uh, easy to do, um, and, uh, you know, builds the cardio and, and burns calories and, um, a lot of people, I think climbers will be sort of against running to a certain extent because they think it makes their legs too big and they don't need their legs to be big for climbing. I'm giving you the perplex look. I know. I'm serious though. Running, people think running makes your legs bigger. Yeah. I mean the, the, like the, like story of legend is this, there's this famous cliff in France called Seuss. Okay. A uh, famous sector for sport climbing. And there, there was one French climber who was like, "Oh, and it's a forty-five minute uphill hike to get to the to the cliff." He wouldn't do it because he didn't want his leg. You know, it would make his legs too big. <laughs> okay, it would, too, would make his legs too heavy. Well, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I so, just, I mean, I guess hiking uphill, I, I could see that building leg, but all the running that I've seen uh, tends to trim me down. Like it's never, it's never helped me. Like lifting has helped me put on weight. Yeah, and you know, it's. You're talking about, like, you know, that guy in the story from France is, is certainly, like, a, a very high-level sport climber. So his body is already, you know, trim and toned for climbing. Right. And he's got skinny little chicken legs because that's all you really need. And uh, and then, like, just 
any amount of like uphill walking will sort of put on some muscle. Okay. Um, you know, what, what types of, uh, non climbing exercises would you be looking at to, to try to increase your climbing abilities? I mean, there is the cardio side of things and I'm wondering whether or not running is better than say, uh, the elliptical, which is maybe still better than the stair. Like I've been doing a little bit of stairs the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. trying to get some time on the stair mill because I want to build the, like I can spend 10 minutes on a stair mill and be completely covered in sweat. And it takes me, you know, 15 to 20 minutes to do that on either a bike or an elliptical. And yeah, so, I can see that. And so that those 10 minutes on the stair mill are kicking my ass and I'm, I mean, I'm digging it. I'm loving it, but it's, it's just a different thing. Yeah, no, for sure. That the you know climbing also, uphill is hard. <laughs> also, note that I'm using the correct terminology now: stair mill. Mm-hmm. Because it's like a treadmill of stairs rather than a stair stepper. Well, isn't there like a stair stepper next to the treadmill, the stair mill? In Sunnyvale, yeah. And it's out of order. It's been out of order for like. We'll, we'll talk about that later. I'm vexed about that. I don't know who to complain about, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Or who to complain to. Um. Okay. Did you use the stair climber, the stair stepper? No, because I the stair mill is what I prefer. Stair mill is way better, right? Yeah, I prefer it significantly. Okay, so then you don't really have anything to complain about. Well, that and one of the bikes is also like out of order, and it's there was a knee slap by the way. That's the first one I think so far of the day. I'm pretty sure that was like seven or eight. Damn it! <laughs> I felt like I've been doing much better. <laughs> Today they've I, been light. They haven't been as forceful and violent as usual. So the so um, the uh, the bike is also out. So there's there's like two recumbent bikes and then like two sitting bikes. And one of the sitting bikes has been out for the same amount of time as the stair stepper. Mm-hmm. And that is vexing. Well, uh, the last discussion that was been had with the um, you know gym equipment repair. Uh, company that we contract with um, has basically said that we're better off replacing those oh. uh, machines than getting them repaired because of the reason that they are not in order. Um, so uh, I believe that Sunnyvale is kind of looking into those options at this point and trying to figure out is that contingent how, on- how to replace them. Is that contingent upon them finding a new assistant manager? I think that uh, you know Nick having time to look into something like that is is somewhat contingent upon them finding a new assistant manager. Makes me want to apply all over again. Uh, let's see. So so okay, that that's kind of like our two sections for today. I had some climbing gym updates that I wanted to talk to you about. Really? Yeah. So why, I went to this why 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 because I, it's important to me. Okay. So I went to this uh, place that used to be called Carabiners in Fairfield, Connecticut, but it's now called Rock Climbing Fairfield RCF. Um, cool. And I talked to you about it, and I, I told you that I was not excited about going. I'm not sure if you remember the last episode we had, but I was like, their holds are really small. I'm not excited about going. Me, 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 me. I cry, 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 but I'm still going to go climb because I need to climb while I'm off. I remember this. Yeah. So I get out there, and uh, I I think like two, day two or three when I'm when I'm out there, I get out there and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna go. Stole my dad's car, and by stole I mean he gave it to me. And I drove it to the gym, and uh, I went in there and I climbed. I bouldered for a bit because I didn't have 
anybody to climb with. So I'm in there and I'm bouldering, and there are a couple of things that still vex me about the bouldering. The first is the their roots do not all follow the same, like they're not all the same color. They have tape. They use like tape for marking the roots, and it was a little confusing to find it. They also have very short walls for their bouldering problems. I'd say like even maybe like a foot shorter than some of the stuff in Sunnyvale, maybe two mm-hmm. feet shorter than the stuff in Sunnyvale. So they compensate by doing very traversy routes, routes that like make like a giant C, you know. That's fairly common. Yeah. <clears throat> it was still, it was fun, but like the, the grade was, was different. And I had a lot of fun doing some bouldering stuff. And my initial impression was, oh, this was exactly what I thought it was. But as I like moved around and looked, they actually have expanded a lot since I've been there. That's um, cool. Yeah. They have... They're, so their bouldering routes, some of them, some of their bouldering routes actually did have the same color stuff, which was really nice. Some of their stuff was just the tape, which was really not as nice. And they've expanded out their bouldering area, and they've built out this other n- little nook where they have like a full hangboard workout section, um, some other training equipment, another set of bouldering training. Their lead section, I think, has gotten much better, and they actually have. Uh, this thing called like an auto blayer. They have auto blayers, mm-hmm. uh, and I wanted to get your perspective on auto blayers. Uh, I have used auto belays. I'm not a huge fan. Um, you know, I understand the the like the appeal behind them. You know, it's it's a you can go in there. You got no partner. You can get on some climbs. Um, I don't really like them that much. Uh, you know, you're not going to have them in too many places around the gym. Um, it seems that most places I've seen that have them, the auto belay is the only option to climb those routes. Okay. So that's kind of, so if you don't want to use the auto belay, your options are reduced there. And the auto belay definitely pulls you up. And that's just, it makes a significant difference. Yeah, yeah. There's like an upward pull on the device all the time, so you know you you can you can feel it. You can feel the difference in in climbing from that pull, and uh, you know the the fall like falling on it or lowering off of it is is weird. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a more consistent fall than than like a person belay. Uh. But the initial, like, going from, like, on the wall to being held by the thing is kind of weird. Like, you, like, free fall, and then it catches and lowers you slowly. I mean, I understand the utility of it and, and the desire for it. It's not my favorite thing. I've, I, I would steer away from it as much as possible if I were um, using a gym. Are there any gyms in this area that use autobelize? Uh, none to my knowledge. Interesting. Uh... So another thing that this gym does that I thought was interesting is they kind of follow the bring your own belay device as opposed to um, have them on the rope. So like yeah. Granite has your Grigory's right there on all the ropes. Mm-hmm. This one has like a, a bring your own belay device and they expect mm-hmm. you to do it. Uh, any thoughts on why, like why would it, why would a gym do that? Why would a gym not put the Grigory's and stuff? Is it cheaper? I mean, by far, like... If you think about like Planet Grand Sunnyvale has, uh, you know, around a hundred top ropes, maybe ninety to a hundred. Mm-hmm. Let's if we say hundred as a round number, and then you get Grigri's at wholesale pricing. 
Yeah. 50 bucks, 40 bucks. Okay. We get $4,000. Yeah. So it's not cheap to, you know, put those blade devices on the ropes. Uh, and then, you know, as, if you are putting a blade device on the rope, you are committing to the oversight of that device, right? Like legally. Okay. You're like, we're going to maintain this device. We're going to check and make sure that it's working. And if as a gym, it's much easier for you to be like, you bring your own belay device and then you are responsible for knowing a, how your belay device works and B knowing whether your belay device is in satisfactory operating conditions. Yeah. So, I mean that, that puts the onus on the customer and the guests as opposed to the gym to a certain extent. And I think that it's a trade off because I think, uh, when, so, you know, when you're bringing new people into the facility that don't already own this stuff, it's much easier if they don't have to have their own stuff. So just so I'm clear, because this is one of those things I want to expound upon for people who don't know about climbing. Um, belay devices are the things that attach your harness and allow you to belay or help lower and raise somebody on the rope. And the two main blade devices... No raising. No raising. Yeah. The two main blade devices that, that I've used... Mm-hmm. are the Grigory and NATC. Um, and the gym that I went to in, in Fairfield, they allow for both. They do actually make you get belay tested, but they're I feel like they're not... I wish they were, were tighter on it. It doesn't look like they monitor as much because, again, you bring your own device. Um, and I brought both, but I ended up not actually using either because the one time I did go with somebody, um, we did just the auto belay stuff. Uh, because I, I didn't trust them to play me because I don't I don't feel like they had the knowledge. But right. it was, did would they not have had to pass a test? They did not give out cards, so like I you know or at least I don't think I had a card for their their place. I don't have a card for their place, but I've passed the test. Interesting. So like I'm I'm a little sketched out by that. I was a little sketched out by that. So I audibleed a bit, and it was it was still a lot of fun. Uh. So I guess the whole point of me going to this gym, kind of learning these things, I kind of came to the question, for me, I, this place felt a lot better in, in having like some of the other stuff. So I was actually able to go do like a hangboard workout. Um, I was able to kind of bowl around a bit more because I had more space, more things open. Um, I think the fact that some of their roots now were all the same color and I feel like they're expanding, I felt like that all made it better. But it, you, you had mentioned in a previous episode about how you feel like Planet Granite is the, your favorite gym of all the gyms that you've climbed at. Mm-hmm. And I guess I wanted to ask you what you felt leads you to, to feel that way. What particular things you look for in a gym? If, if somebody out there is going to start climbing or looking to go start climbing, how, what kind of things should they look for in a gym? I mean, that's a good question. Uh, you know, my perspective of the gym is, is, is my own, of course, and... and uh, you know, the things that I look for might not be what everyone's looking for. And especially, you know, might not be what someone starting out is looking for as well. Uh, but to me, when I sort of was like, had a job where I traveled around the country and I was going to gyms all over the place, um, I, I think to, the main thing to me was quality of the climbing that I got to experience. And... Um, some of the quality of climbing comes from freshness of roots in terms of how often 
um, new things are put up on the wall, uh, which is a qualitative thing. Like, it's not just like, hey, I climb at this gym all the time. Yeah. Uh, I want new things to climb on. I don't want to just climb on the same old stuff all the time. That is a part of it. But, like, for me, even places you can, you can go in to somewhere you've never been before, and you can tell if the root's been on the wall for a long time. It feels different. Um, the holds are greasy and dirty, and, and uh, that's less pleasant to climb on. Like, just real rock doesn't quite feel that way. Got it. Um, and so it's nice when the holds change often enough that they have some grit and texture to them, and you don't get that feel of, like, a layer of hand human hand grease on it. Um, <laughs> Thanks so, for grossing me out. Like just a, just a little bit there. Hey man, that's what it is. Uh, I so I like that, and uh, I also am particular about quality of setting as well. I really enjoy uh, the setting at Planet Granite. I mean, it, it doesn't. It has its own particular style, which um, you know all kind of like every anytime you sort of like this is sort of the way that we set it's going to um sort of tend towards a different set of movements um and then you know you get certain people setting in a gym all the time and they'll have certain tendencies as well but uh overall like i like a nice flow to my climbing um i like there to be like footholds for me to use and i really don't enjoy as much like having to do like off balance movements that are not of a type that I've had to like actually do. Like I've climbed outside a lot to the point where it's like, I have a feel for like what feels like real climbing and what feels forced and kind of fake. And I, I like the stuff that feels a little more real. Got it. Anything else that separates planet Grant from some of the other places that you can shout out? I mean, I know you're biased. We all know you're biased. Right. Mr. Mr. Biased over there. But, I, I mean, I do appreciate if there's anything else. I'd really rather not say. Okay. Is it, I mean, I, like I, have, I, mean, I think there's do, a lot of things great about Planet Granite, does, but I really don't want to go extensively comparing it to other places. Can I ask you one question, though? You can ask me anything does, you want. Does it have to do with attractive, witty, fun customers? No. Damn it. I mean, I can't speak to who the customers are. I am a customer. <laughs> oh, so you want me to say I prefer Planet Granite because you're a member? That's what I'm going after. That's oh. exactly where I was going with that. You missed it. I set it up for you. It could have been great, and you just let it go. Yeah, I mean, I think it was the attractive, witty, and fun part. Like, I just didn't connect that with you for some reason. <laughs> the attractive part I could see you missing, but the witty and fun. I am definitely witty, and I'm definitely fun. I use a lot of puns. Yeah, you might be undermining your cause there. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Um, anything new at PG? Any, any, is there a Battle of the Bulls I mean, coming up? I mean, is there I'm, something that I need to know about that I'm going to forget about because you haven't told me? Like, I, I will say uh, that the... <laughs> I will say that I am in PG Belmont now instead of Sunnyvale, so almost everything's new to me. Okay. Um, uh, and then if you're asking about big events coming up, um, you know, the Friction Series is going to start. We're going to have our uh, annual um, three-gym roped climbing series. Uh, when does that start? First one is going to be in Belmont on February 11th. Okay. Um, Cheerleading and- season will be over by then. I should be there. Okay, glad to hear it. And is that a weekend? 
We are holding comps on Saturdays now, I believe. Okay. Okay, I'll climb Saturday and, and ski on Sunday. Okay, sounds like a fair enough. Uh, and then uh, you were interested in the ASCA and how fundraising and everything went. Um, the grand total donations uh, were uh, sent out recently. Oh, really? We uh, The ASCA in the month of October, for which we were trying to uh, bump up the donations... The ASCA, including the $20,000 from Planet Granite, the ASCA received over $50,000 in donations. That's awesome. And you said like $5 does a bolt? Uh, I don't know anymore. Okay. I'm not going to speculate. Yeah, I don't, I don't have the stat in front of me, so I don't want to misquote it. Okay. Well, that's exciting. So Friction Series is next. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's... Probably the next biggest thing. Is we there got going a on. singles and swingers in Belmont that is different than the singles and swingers in in Sunnyvale? Uh, there is a singles and swingers in Belmont. I, I don't. I'm sure there's some differences. Okay, what, different group of people. But is it, they're not on the same night, is it? Uh, possibly on the same night. So it happens on the same night in Belmont, and so I have to pick. I think so. That is terrible. Why? What if I wanted to go to both? Well, there's two a month now. Okay, well. So you can you can go once per month in each location. Are they on the same day of the week? Yes. That's not very nice. Wait, the the in the two times in a month? Yeah, like no, one we of, one run one Thursday and one Wednesday. Oh, okay. Well, both those days I'm free, so I really have no excuse not to go. No, definitely not. When's the next one? Uh, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Possibly. Okay, so like today is the... Okay, hold on, my phone's on... Watch is on emergency power. I don't know what today's date is. Today is the 18th. So it's like coming up in like a couple of days. No. A week from that. A week from that. Okay, so in between Christmas and New Year's. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> no? Yes, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't have the calendar in front of me, man. I have a really good memory because I know that I'm flying out to go meet my niece. I'm like really excited... I'm I am fairly confident that we are talking the Wednesday in between Christmas and New Year's. Okay. Well, I will not be around, but I wish you a good time, and I will try and catch up on the following one. I may or may not be there myself. Got it. Uh, I will probably be working. Which is my question. There's a holiday plans. Do you got any fun holiday plans? Are you going to take Christmas off and go climb somewhere interesting? Are you going to go conquer Jailhouse? What's next? Well, I see, I don't view climbing as a conquering activity. Oh, I mean, are like, you gonna go climb? In essence, I mean, like you, you go and you climb something, and you leave, and that thing is still there. And in the end, what happened was that piece of rock allowed you to progress up the side of it. It's, this is a team effort. This it, is not a conquering. Ex- except the, the, if- the, you know, this rock is is virtually unchanged by your passage, so there is no conquering involved. Unless you pull off a, a microwave-sized piece of rock. Possibly, but in, and then I don't think you could really look at it as a conquering. Like, I pulled off a block and it hit me in the face. I got three stitches. Like, there's no one won. <laughs> no one won. Have you climbed it again? No, I haven't been back. Are you going to climb it again? Yeah. How long until we get to hear about this? I don't know. Uh, I might end up going... I don't know, sometime next week, maybe right before yeah. Christmas. We'll see. Well, if you happen to go and I'm there and I can videotape it, that'd be awesome. I got a new camera that does videotaping. All right, we can 
talk about it. Okay. Uh, let's see. I think that's my that's my big thing. Do you, uh, I don't I don't have much else. That, those are my things. Like we could talk about aid climbing, knee slapping, uh, whatever you want to talk about. You got you got anything for me? I want to know when uh, you're gonna like cash in on the bet that I lost. Oh yeah, it's on my list. Um, I would love to. I was thinking that New Year's Day would be a great day, but I think you're working that day. I am. Um, and you, so you work Sunday through Thursday. Thursday. So maybe the week after that, if I can convince you to take, come out with me Saturday, if, depending upon what you're doing with with your girlfriend. But when, whenever is convenient. All right. We'll find a time. Sometime soon. Sometimes in like the, hopefully the next month. Have you picked what we're doing? Uh, I can't pronounce it. Manure pile buttress? Yeah. I keep you on, can't pronounce manure? I, I keep on calling it mule pile buttress. Well, manure is shit. I, I'm glad that we're earning our explicit rating in the last two minutes of the episode. <laughs> you wanted it. I want to make sure it happened. I am, I am thankful for you. Well, I mean, do you want to know the, the history behind manure pile buttress? Because it's a piece of shit? No. It's because the National Park Service in Yosemite Valley used to keep a very large pile of horse shit just at the base of the buttress because they had a stables. Oh, really? So it was literally a manure pile and then a buttress of rock. So here's here's my question. They still have a stables. Yeah, but they don't put the shit there anymore. Okay. So the stables is still there, but the shit isn't. Yeah, that is correct. So the, the, sh- the shit goes somewhere else. So... Manure pile buttress is on is by the stables. Perhaps by the where the stables used to be. I don't think it's by the stables now. Okay, because there are definitely stables. I know when I go on like the little the little bus ride, we, you know, you pass by, and here are the stables. And yeah, I think that's near to... like Mirror Pond now. Yeah, yeah, or like the trailhead for Mirror Pond. Yeah, that's exactly where it is. Yeah, the stables aren't manure pile buttress isn't very near there. Okay, and it's like three or four pitches. Five-ish? Five pitches, and it's easy. Well, I mean, there's harder climbs on mm-hmm. it, but for the most part, it's relatively low angle. Cool. I'm excited about it. I really want to do it. I think this could be it. I'd like to collect. Okay. And we will make it happen. I'm, I'm really excited about that. Uh, anything else? Any other questions? Any other glorious things? I mean, we're a little bit short on time, relatively speaking. I, I can come up with a longer script next time, but... <laughs> Wait, we're short on time as in this podcast hasn't been long enough? This podcast is a little bit shorter than normal. So it's only been an hour. It's been less than an hour. Oh my god. It's like it's like an hour minus 15. It's like 45 minutes. It, I thought that's what you're aiming for. I have no target anymore. Like I've just as long as it's useful and there's witty banter and we I get to say a couple of punny things. Um yeah. Have you I don't think you've even done any puns. Uh, I could. That was it. the only one you had, I know. and that's the like, that's like, it's basic. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like Sharon. That's that's the most basic of puns. I could talk about my my Claire Van Gogh, uh, van. Yeah, did you do some work on it recently? Uh, no, but I did. I did spend last night in it. I, so here's the thing: I've been traveling for four weeks, and I like I committed to van life. At some extent. And uh, so I've been gone for four weeks. I'm going to leave next weekend to go meet my niece. I'm going to be gone for another week. I haven't spent any time in the van. I'm like, oh, I invested all this time in the van. I haven't used it. So I, like, forced myself to go out last night and just drive up the coast and, like, pass out in the van. Wait. Didn't you have a date? Wasn't that your drive to go 
to go out? No, no the, the drive was independent of the date. Like, I thought the date was going to be in San Francisco, and I thought I was going out independently. The date ended up being, like, a little bit north of the, of the thing. All right, but, but the date took you most of the way to where you went in the van. It was convenient that it was on the way to where I was going, but the date did not determine my direction. Like, I was, I was already planning. Like, my plan was I'm going up there, and I'm going to go spend the night on the coast on one somewhere, and it just so happened that it was conveniently on the way. Okay. Interesting. Like, it wasn't... It, didn't necessarily like it. Just sort of happened that way. It was not that was not the plan. Did uh, did Claire Van Gogh get to participate in the date? No, 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 no. Claire Van Gogh was conveniently parked far away because <laughs> I can't creep people out. That, was, the- that wasn't a selling point. No, I feel like it's a detractor. <laughs> no, <laughs> a creepy white van. <laughs> oh, dude, you're you're hanging with the wrong crowd. You gotta you gotta <laughs> hook up with some uh, some dirtbag girls from. Who are spending the winter in Bishop? They'll, they'll be all over that van. Well, now I feel like you're giving me a more compelling reason to go to Bishop. I did. I had a. I was hanging out in in Bishop, uh, probably like six or seven years ago, and it was winter time, and I was up there, and like you know, I kind of like hanging out in the pit, which is the the main like sort of climber campground. Yeah, yeah. It's super cheap. It's like two dollars a night per car. I think it's four now, but yeah. Is it four? I think it's four dollars a night but it's also it brings a very like the last time i went there was like two years ago it brings a very interesting crowd huh all right well the pit was there uh i was in the pit and i was hanging out at a campfire with a bunch of people and there was like a bunch of people just like just people that were spending the whole winter there yeah but like on the super cheap and they were just so into talking about vans. That, that was like their dream that they were like, just like, oh man, the van would be so cool. I would love to have a van. And I like, they're like, oh wow, you have a PhD in chemistry? Like you have a degree in chemistry? You could make meth. And then sell it out of the back of your van. <laughs> like they, they were, that was the thing. It was like it was. It was somehow like I could use my degree to make drugs illegally. But then that wasn't the point. The point was that I could do that to have a van. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the funny thing is that a lot of people have been commenting on the on like the positives of having a van. My brother is, like, super stoked that I have a van. Mm-hmm. A lot of my friends are like, oh, we want to use the van. We want to go for a van trip. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm totally not with that. I'm cool with it. It's just, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. But the thing is, dude, you don't live in the van. No, I don't. You have the van to facilitate going on trips and then, and basically going on those trips in style and luxury, right? Like, this, this is not, this is not, like... Yeah, like uh, I don't pay rent and I can park wherever I want. No, it's I'm so nice. Like I'm, I sleep in my van. I'm not like, like I can. I can just drive and then I'm home, man. Like it's not that. This is like, hey, I have a camper van that I use sometimes. I, I'm not like the guys who live at the gym. No, that's not me. Yet, the, no, no employees live at the gym. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Uh, I think I think we were like I'll I'll cap it at fifty. I think fifty is pretty close to an hour. 
I'm happy with that. I'm just saying, man, if you're going on dates, that van should be a selling point. And if it's not for the girl, I'm then getting... she is not the girl for you. That is interesting. I will keep that under advisement. You should, you should use that as your test. This like, your, this pull is, up in the van. And this is your litmus test. Like, yo, check out my sweet van that I go camping in sometimes. And if they're like, that's creepy, you're like, no thanks. It's nice meeting you. Peace. I'm out. All right. Um, but, I mean, it's also possible that if you if you use that peace, I'm out, that might be a, the, their litmus test. <laughs> be like, if he says peace, it's not going to happen. Yeah, everybody's got their litmus test. I've I've figured out a long time ago that I can't like like focus on worrying about what their litmus test is. Yeah. Do I you know go, what an actual litmus test is? It's some piece of paper that you use to test for pH level like acidity or basic. Very well done. Yeah, I'm a nerd, okay? I remember a little bit about you know, physics and various other things in chemistry. Not a lot about chemistry. I loved chemistry, but I don't remember a lot about it. Mm. I just remember memorizing all the trends in the periodic table. So with a periodic table, I can tell you a bunch of stuff about different elements. Cool. Yeah. Do you have a favorite element? No. Really? Should I? Yeah. I don't really go in for favorites. Oh, I have a favorite. I mean, like, I don't... I Even don't really I pick, have a favorite element. I don't really pick favorites for anything. Really? Someone asked me the other day what my favorite movie was, and I was like, I don't really do that. Do you have a favorite ice cream? No. Do you have a favorite pizza? No. Do you, do you have one that's nice? Yeah, I forgot a lot that are nice. <laughs> Do you have a favorite girlfriend? I have one. So that she would. So be I think by definition, yes. See, at least you have one favorite. I don't know about that. I walked you into it. You just bit that. You're taking it. I mean, like that's what the, it's like. Eh, like, do you do you have a favorite? Pick one out of one. I have one girlfriend. Like, I guess she's both my favorite and least favorite. Whoa. I'm just saying. Whoa. You're just, your favorite thing is just not much of a distinction. Whoa. I don't know how she's going to feel about this. Eh, she's making a face. (laughs) (laughs) I would have stuck with the favorite part. I think you were winning. And then you lost. No, I was all right. I had already lost. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. No. All right. This is a great episode. It's been a while since we've recorded. Hopefully, this will get back up there. I'm updating the website to not be a, what's it called, website, but actually be a WordPress website, which is a little bit easier to update. So I, uh, you don't need to worry about technical technical things, but you will actually be able to write once I do the WordPress thing. Like I'll be able to give you an account, and you can post stuff if you wanted to. Fair enough. Which will be fun. Uh, that's it. Thanks, guys. Oh, you got to do our, our outro. How much how much you weigh these days? I think I, I really feel like I'm still around the 220 range. Okay. Uh, I think that puts us at, with the South Beta podcast, 405 pounds of steadily decreasing rock climbing power. Wow, you're doing great on that. I'm doing okay. Yeah. Rock jocks for life. I'm going to keep that. I like... <laughs>